I was in ministry and I was a pastor. And, uh, you know, traditionally you go and greet people as they leave the building. And one of the older members of our congregation greeted me and said, oh, I really enjoyed what you had to say today. And I wasn't the one speaking. So you, know, <laughs> you learn to take some of those things with a grain of salt. But uh, yeah, you know, having people speaking authentically into your world and recognizing things you're doing well, uh, we all have a hidden genius. It's just a, it's, it's, the struggle is finding it. Yeah. And then really honing in on that strength and uh, finding out, you know, the thing, we're all really good at something and really bad at some other things. And yeah. I think our tendency is to try to get better at the things we're bad at mm. instead of focusing on what we're really great at. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation Podcast, the show where we help WordPress freelancers and consultants turn their passion into a profitable business. I'm very pleased to say that we were live streaming this episode of the podcast onto Facebook as well, so you can check that out by visiting wpelevation.com slash Facebook and get a bit of an insight into what it takes to record an episode of a podcast. Uh, I was uh, live streaming um, Max, the producer, was live streaming uh, with the digital SLR cameras on me in the studio and we had our guest piped in via Skype. And we're very excited to bring this uh, new initiative to you so that you can uh, consume the content in whatever format you like on whatever platform you like. And also I think it lends to a, a better quality interview because the guest knows that they're live on Facebook uh, so they have to bring their A game and put on their best show. Speaking of which, my guest this week is Nathan Ingram from iThemes, who is a WordPress business trainer at iThemes.com. Training.iThemes.com is where you, where you can find all their free courses and resources to help WordPress freelancers and consultants succeed. And he also has his own private coaching business and also does client services. We're in a very similar space. We both share the vision of helping freelancers succeed. So it was an absolute pleasure to have Nathan on the show. So without further ado, let's go and meet Nathan Ingram from iThemes. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favour to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks. Welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast where we help WordPress consultants turn their passion into a profitable business. My name is Troy Dean. I'll be your host and I'm very, very excited to be saying hello to those of you watching live on Facebook. We've been live streaming the podcast here now for the last couple of months, which has been a very exciting uh, innovation for us here and something that we've been wanting to do for a long time. And I'm also very excited that it's taken us almost five years to get this man on the show. I don't know why it's taken us that long, but uh, anyway, he's here now. I'm speaking with none other than Nathan Ingram, the man behind the iThemes training and WordPress coach. How are you, Nathan? I'm great, Troy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, why has it taken us so long to actually make this happen? <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm great. I'm really happy to be with you. It's a funny, it's, and I'm very, very grateful to have you on the show. We are huge fans of, of iThemes. Um, and of course, Corey Miller is, is uh, one of my 
uh, well, is one of my WordPress friends now, and uh, but was one of the men that I looked up to in the WordPress space when I first started out. Um, and so just a huge fan of everything that, that you guys are doing over there at iThemes. Um, uh, I was talking to you just before we started rolling, uh, it, your, your fantastic wall of WordPress behind you there. <laughs> uh, so just fill, fill the viewers in on uh, what that is uh, for those that uh, some may be able to see, some might not be able to see. But if you can't see behind Nathan, there's a whole bunch of lanyards on the wall there that are from different WordCamps, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started collecting name badges from WordCamps where I've spoken or participated in some way. And I don't have all of them there, but uh, it's made for a nice little wall. of And just, you know, there, there are memories that are attached to each one of those badges. Awesome. Uh, people I've met and, you know, folks that I've had good conversations with. So Yeah, yeah. I get FOMO living in Australia because it's just not as easy. I mean, there's a WordCamp every weekend in the state somewhere, and it's just impossible for me to get to them all. So I do get FOMO. My wall is nowhere near as impressive as that. Um, as that uh, <laughs> but I bet I, I bet I have more frequent flyer points from making the trip out there. So. I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, what, when I used to ask this question a long time ago on the podcast, and I haven't actually asked it for a while, and someone reminded me of it recently. They said, oh, I really used to love it when you ask people when they were a kid, what did they want to be when they grew up? So I'm going to ask you now, when you were a kid, what were your ambitions? What did you want to do when you grew up? Oh, wow. That's such a great question. So, you know, I guess the first thing that pops into my mind is when I was in second grade, the teacher asked us to draw a picture of, you know, what we wanted to be when we grew up. And at that point, I drew a giant telescope because I was going to be a scientist. I don't know what kind of scientist. I didn't know any better, but the idea of a white lab coat, I guess, sounded good. Uh, definitely went a different direction than that. <laughs> wow. What, what was it about? Uh, did you enjoy doing science at school? I did. Yeah. I was, you know, I've been a geek forever. I was the president of the science club when I was in high school. So, yeah. And what was it about running experiments in the lab that appealed to you? You know, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I, I'm a, I'm a magnet for useless information. So, <laughs> you know, there's always something new to learn. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, you have a real sense of curiosity about you, and I think that's why you're such a great teacher and trainer. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I really didn't enjoy science in school, but as an adult, I actually think of our business as a laboratory, and I think of every day as a series of science experiments and learning about what works and what doesn't work. Um, what, what is it that you've you? How, how do you blend your curiosity and your and your business acumen? Oh, that's such a great question. So I guess about half my time is still spent doing client work. Mm -hmm. uh, I build websites for clients, mostly small business, nonprofit, professional firms. And, um, you know, one of the great things I think about being engaged with clients is with every new client comes the opportunity to learn something new about an industry I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I really enjoy that. Last year, for example, I built a website for a company that grows what I would jokingly call gourmet hay for racehorses. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed, but there's a whole industry around this. And, oh you know, it's a certain mix of different uh, vegetation that fuels racehorses. And so, you know, we got to build a website and learn a lot about uh, what those folks did. Wow. Um, the I was talking to Kim Doyle earlier on this morning, uh, a mutual friend of ours, the WordPress chick, and uh, she was saying that she's getting into the physical planner space. And we were talking about the whole subculture around 
uh, physical planners on and digital planners on Etsy. So there's this whole marketplace over at Etsy where people are selling digital planners that you can fire up on the iPad and, and use instead of having a physical planner. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me the the rabbit holes that people go down and the, the kind of the subcultures <laughs> that develop around these really super super niche uh, um, topics. Um, how did you how did you discover WordPress? What were you doing before you were building websites? Oh wow. Well, there's a number of ways to answer that question. So I built and sold my first website in 1995. Oh, wow. So I've been at this a long time. Mm. And uh, for me, it was a way to make ends meet. So I was in the nonprofit space for a long time, serving small nonprofits. And, I, you know, it wasn't enough to pay the bills. And so I was always doing some sort of IT consulting or, you know, that sort of thing. And when the web came along, it was just a natural next step. And so uh, I've used just about every tool there is. Um, for for many years, I was in the macromedia ecosystem with Dreamweaver and Fireworks and all that, mm-hmm. and I resisted WordPress for a long time. Uh, matter of fact, I saw WordPress as a threat mm-hmm. because my business model at that point was all about a few clients, high dollar retainers, you know, people to take websites. It was before the CMS revolution, and they would pay me hundreds of dollars a month to keep their website updated, add a picture, change some text hosting, you know, that, that sort of thing. So uh, when WordPress came along, it was like, man, this is going to kill my business. Hmm. Uh, and I remember telling somebody, I hate WordPress. It's going to run me out of business. Hmm. Um, and so, but then, you know, the, the, the tidal wave was coming. And so I knew I had to pivot and, uh, and started investigating WordPress. And I'll tell you the, the one thing that really changed my mind about WordPress was a particular client that wanted to build a location finder. They had a number of locations and, you know, integration with Google map and all that. And I got a quote from a developer. It was about $3,000 to build this thing. And then I found a WordPress plugin for like 30 bucks. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, there might be something to this whole WordPress thing. <laughs> so uh, that was 2009, and by 2010, I was all in for WordPress. Yeah. I remember discovering the WordPress plugin repository for the first time, and I felt like the clouds had parted, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I, was, I was seeing the light. I, I, I mean, I, felt it was, I thought it was a hoax. I thought someone was actually playing a trick on me, and uh, I thought there's no – it's just – it's not – right that I can come in and grab all this functionality, um, most of it for free. When I was starting out, I was using free plugins to learn how WordPress worked. I would install a free plugin. I'd be like, you're kidding me. Like that, that would have taken me six weeks to develop that on my own. Um, exactly. And I think that was the real, that's really what fueled the growth of WordPress was that plugin architecture. I think it was a stroke of genius when they implemented that. Um, so when did you first start using WordPress? What, what version was WordPress at? It was, you know, somebody asked me that the other day, and it was 2.8 or 2.9. Oh, yeah. Uh, was when I started dabbling, uh, yeah. but I really got, I was all in at WordPress 3. Yeah. And so uh, then when did you start uh, training? And before we talk about the, the relationship with iThemes, when did you start thinking, okay, I think I've learned some things about running my business, and I think I want to teach or coach other people? When did that happen? So it was around 2012 when I did my first training webinar, but I'm, I'm a teacher by nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a pastor for many years. Mm. And so it was just, a, I mean, I'm going to explain things to people until I'm dead, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, was just a, it was a natural thing for me to do. Yeah. And um, did, you, did you, when you ran your first training webinar, did you instantly kind of think, okay, there's a business model around this? Or was it something that you were just doing because you were passionate about it to begin with? Oh, gosh, I did it, and I thought that was the worst thing I've ever done in my whole life. 
seriously, uh, it was, there is such a difference. I've spoken in front of groups for years and I love public speaking. I, I love, you know, encouraging and, and, you know, in, in engaging with a crowd. But mm. when you are doing a webinar and you're looking at your screen, it's a completely different experience. You have no idea who's mm-hmm. out there or what their responses are. There's no body language to gauge. And, you know, I, I went back and reviewed it after, and I thought, well, it didn't sound that bad. But when I finished, I thought this was the worst thing I've ever done in my whole life. Yeah. So, But I kept doing it. And I, it was actually uh, my first webinar was with iThemes Training, which at that time was called webdesign.com. Uh-huh. That's uh, right. Great domain name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they just invited me to keep coming back, and I became a regular instructor. And uh, beginning of last year, I took over as host. Right. So here's the thing. You, you mentioned – I want to just park here for a second and explore this because you mentioned that at the end of that first training webinar, you thought, well, that is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. But yeah. then you went back and did it again. Like most people would just think, well, that was awful. That was horrible. I don't – I mean, it was just – you know, I feel really insecure about this and it's damaged my confidence a bit and I'm just never going to do that again. Why did you keep going back and doing it again? Oh, man. So this, you know, it's imposter syndrome, right? We all have it. And the more you do something, and particularly something niche, uh, the more you do something, you think it would go away, but it just gets worse. Uh, And (laughs) the, the antidote, I think, to that whole syndrome is community. And that's why I love WordPress. Huh. The WordPress community is fantastic. For me, in that particular instance, it was the encouragement of other people who listened to the webinar and you know said, man, you should keep doing this. And the person who was running training at that time, same way, you should really keep doing this. We want you to keep trying it. And so I tried it again and again, and now it's just, it's old hat. Yeah. Um, I'm just uh, uh, I'm just opening the comments here on uh, on the live stream because I do want to acknowledge some people who are watching um, this imposter syndrome thing. <laughs> the reason I'm opening is because I know the comments are going to go through the roof because this imposter syndrome <laughs> thing is probably the number one conversation we have uh, at WP Elevation and Mavericks Club about um, overcoming that that voice of self doubt uh, to. Um, to take action and, and, you know, Susan Jeffers wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And, right. Uh, but there are some, I wonder if there's anything, you know, so, so that's all great in theory, but you actually need some tactical things on a daily basis that, that, that support you to feel the fear and do it anyway. You just mentioned community. I wonder if there's anything else. How, how do you negate the self-talk or, or how do you reprogram the self-talk and change the messaging? Yeah. So, boy, such a good question. I think there has to be a balance of people externally speaking back encouragement to you uh, that you are doing. But then at the same time, you actually have to be doing well. You know, so, you know, it's learning and growing and learning new skills and practicing and, you know, the time invested to actually do something good. But then to have people around you who can reflect that back to you to say, yeah, you know, you really are doing good work. Yeah. but you need to be doing good work <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know, to get, make sure those comments are authentic. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I, I once had an acting teacher who said to me, one of the most dangerous things you can do is uh, come off stage at opening night and, uh, you know, a bunch of people tell you that you are amazing uh, when you know that you weren't, if you buy into their feedback, but you, you know, it, you, you can kind of trick yourself into, uh, into doing performing at a subpar level but still thinking that you're doing okay because lots of other people are telling you that you're doing okay. You need to know internally that you're doing your best, right? 
Right, exactly. And, you know, I've got a story similar to that. For You know, for years, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was in ministry and I was a pastor. And, uh, you know, traditionally, you go and greet people as they leave the building. And one of the older members of our congregation greeted me and said, oh, I really enjoyed what you had to say today. And I wasn't the one speaking. So you, know, <laughs> you learn to take some of those things with a grain of salt. But uh, yeah, you know, having people speaking authentically into your world and recognizing things you're doing well, uh, we all have a hidden genius. It's just a, it's, it's the, the struggle is finding it. Yeah. And then really honing in on that strength and uh, finding out, you know, the thing, we're all really good at something and really bad at some other things. And I think our tendency is to try to get better at the things we're bad at mm. instead of focusing on what we're really great at yeah. and then bringing in partners around us who can do the things that we're not as good at. Yeah, 100%. I, that, that is, I could not agree with you more. Uh, I want to explore this a little bit more. I just do want to give a quick shout out to Jeffrey Patch, who's watching on Facebook. Corey Hind. Uh, says, greetings team, thanks for continually adding so much value to the business scene and Jason Ryan gives us a thumbs up. Um, so this idea of, I, I've been guilty over the years of giving myself such a hard time for not being where I think I should be at this stage in my life. Um, and it's only been, I reckon, the last two or three years that I've kind of stopped doing that and, and maybe it's just because I'm getting a little bit old and a bit cranky. Um, but I, I now I'm, I'm really good at celebrating the wins and congratulating myself for doing well and I'm really good at staying in my sweet spot and knowing what it is I do well. And here's what I've learned: Even if you think you've done a terrible job on this training webinar or a podcast or whatever it is you're doing or even if you know that you could do better, the fact that you've taken action and the fact that you've hit the publish button and you've put yourself out there in service of other people, to help other people, other people will appreciate that. And and you're right, other people will acknowledge the work that you're doing for them and will think that you're amazing just for, just for getting out there and doing it. They won't be critiquing your performance as much as you are. So one of the things I've learned over the years is the way to... The way f- for me to deal with my imposter syndrome is just to realise it's not about me. It's about the audience that I'm serving. And if I'm not going to let my self-doubt get in the way of me adding value to my tribe because it wouldn't be fair to them. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um, Melanie Adcock says, hello, Nathan Ingram on Facebook. (laughs) Hey, Melanie, thanks for watching. Um, Right, let's have a talk about the relationship with iThemes. How did you and how did that relate? I'm going to make an assumption that it came about through you and Corey Miller, but it may not have. How did the relationship with you and iThemes start? Ah, so... This is a good story because I actually came to iThemes as a customer. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> I found, uh, you know, back in those days, iThemes, I mean, the name, they were one of the first commercial theme companies for WordPress. Yeah. These days, they're really not doing themes at all anymore. Yeah. Uh, but the theme that they had back at that in that time was a theme called iThemes Builder, which was really ahead of its time. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that kept me away from WordPress for a long time was that every WordPress website looked alike. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm much more on the design side. I'm not a developer. I break PHP. You know, I make things look pretty. Yeah. And um, Builder let me build, you know, it, it let me keep my process intact of doing a visual design and rendering out then into WordPress. Uh, so I found Builder and then I found Backup Buddy, which is, has become you know a huge part of what I do. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, WebDesign.com was part of that whole membership. So that's actually where I learned WordPress. Wow. Uh, and then I met Corey probably a year after having become a customer. Wow. And how did you meet Corey? Uh, they actually had a live event at iThemes headquarters in Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we drove up and uh, met lots of folks, including Corey. Wow. 
Um, I can't speak highly enough of, of Corey and Lindsay. Actually, I met them uh, at the first Pressnomics in um, Arizona. I went out there, I was jet-lagged, uh, flew in, spent the afternoon sleeping, went to the, the bar that night for the, the pre-drinks before uh, the show, and Corey, uh, Lindsay was very pregnant at the time, so she was driving, which meant Corey was drinking, and Corey <laughs> and I and uh, James from OM4 here in uh, Western Australia, we basically stood at the bar and proceeded to tell each other stories and get a little bit drunk that night, and it was fantastic. It was such a great night, and I just fell in love with Corey and Lindsay that night and how open they were, sharing their stories and their journeys. Um, and Corey uh, gave a presentation the next day at Pressnomics, and basically the message was, you know, don't worry about what other people are doing. It doesn't matter what other people are doing because that's their story. The only thing that matters is your story and what your paying customers think. They're the only opinions that matter. And that was a huge. That was, had a huge impact on me. That uh, that presentation. Uh, so you sure. so yeah. you start off as a customer, and then at some point, did they tap you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, Nathan, I think you should come and run a training webinar," or did you put your hand up and volunteer yourself? So my first webinar was on a plugin that I'd been using in a in kind of a creative way, and I was talking to uh, Benjamin Bradley, who at that point was mm-hmm. the the professor on WebDesign.com, yeah. and I just mentioned it to him, and he said, "Well, yeah, why don't you just come do a webinar?" Uh-huh. Okay, let's give it a shot, and then it, wow. it just grew from there. Wow, um, and and what what's your involvement with iThemes now? You you said you're you're now the host of their training department. I am. So I'm the host at iThemes Training. I plan and host all the webinars. Uh, for years, iThemes Training was a, a paid membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pivoted on that model. It's now open. We have two or three. Uh, WordPress-related webinars, sometimes plugins, sometimes it's marketing, business development, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of things for someone doing WordPress for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all those are free. And we have once a month, there's some sort of a premium event that's a paid event. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and your your role is to design the curriculum and to host the, the trainings. Uh, are you... Are you also bringing in other guests? The reason I'm asking is because I, I understand how much work is involved in running a curriculum and training WordPress businesses. I hope for your sake that you're bringing in other people to share yes. the, the content delivery here. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my biggest source for presenters is WordCamp. Oh, yeah. uh, so I, I had the privilege this year of traveling. I'll do, I think it's 18 word camps this year uh, around the country and some in Canada and just finding the best presenters uh, to come in and present. I, I present two or three times a month and the rest are other presenters. Gotcha. Um, and so what's your split between doing client services and working with iThemes? What's the sort of the work about the, the sort of the load balance there? Yeah. So, you know, 40, 50% of my time is spent um, doing client work mm-hmm. and the other 50, 60% is pretty well evenly split between coaching uh, other WordPress freelancers and, and solopreneurs and uh, doing the iThemes training work. Awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the WordPress freelancer who's starting out. Uh, you've spent a long time coaching these people, as have I. I'm curious if you could go back to uh, your younger self when you were starting out and give yourself some advice that might allow you to avoid some mistakes or you know, fast-track your results what would the advice be to, to someone just starting out now as a WordPress freelancer, building a business, building websites for clients? Mm. Man, I think the biggest mistake that I made, and it's, you know, I, th- I think your biggest weakness is your biggest strength taken to an extreme. And 
for me, it was thinking I, A, could do, and B, had to do everything. Mm. Um, you know, I, naturally, I'm a learner. I'm a doer. I can crank out the work. I'm a highly productive person. And, you know, I reached a point in my world where that got to the I mean, I burn. I I went through burnout, and it's that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Uh, but I thought I could do everything. Thought I had to do everything. Um, there's a lot of people pleasing wrapped up in that. So my advice to my younger self would be: Good grief, bring some people around you that can help you because you can't do everything. And you know, for years I tried to improve my weaknesses instead of capitalizing on my strengths yeah. and bringing a community of people around me that could you know, be a team and do this way better than I ever could alone. Yeah, 100%. And I think the reason that we do that is because, um, uh, one, we feel like we should improve our weaknesses. Um, two, and I've just realised over the time, over the years that you're actually more valuable if you just play to your strengths. Um, right. But two, I think we're afraid of, of cost, aren't we? I think we're afraid that, well, okay, we can't, I can't afford, like I'm not a designer, but I can't afford to hire a designer. When I was starting out, I was using premium themes and trying to customize them and I wasn't very good at it I can't afford to hire a designer so how do you know what's the and of course what I realize now is that if I'd hired a designer then my results would have happened a lot quicker my clients would have been a lot happier I could have developed sites faster which meant I could have you know sold more sites and the whole thing ends up paying for itself but there is that initial fear isn't there of, of well I can't afford to hire someone so what do I do yeah uh, I think, you know, I, I look at someone in that situation now and I think you got to let go. Yeah. And I think there's so much control and perfectionism wrapped up in that, especially, you know, if you've got the guts to step out on your own and try to have your own business, I mean, you're a capable person, uh, but you, you got to let go of some of the control and think that you have to do everything. You don't. Uh, and there's always a way, there's always some creative way to partner with somebody, to bring somebody in, to maybe trade some work, to do something, uh, to get more people with different different and better expertise than you into your world. Mm. What are some of the biggest, what, what are some of the most common problems that people come to you with as a coach? I'm running a WordPress business, uh, you know, I'm stuck here. What are, they, what, are, what are some of the most common areas where they get stuck? Yeah, gosh, you know, I, I've started beginning my WordCamp talks with a statement like, you know, and I'm speaking to a room full of WordPress solopreneurs, freelancers, whatever term you want to use, people trying to do WordPress and make money at it. Uh, and, it, you know, what I usually start off by saying is there are probably some people in this room, probably some people listening to this podcast even perhaps, that are one more bad client or one more bad month away from throwing in the towel. Mm. And, you know, I was there, I've been there. And, you know, the, the thing is that all those problems are fixable. They're all fixable. And it's related to recurring revenue, building up, you know, stabilizing your, uh, your financial world with some recurring revenue. Uh, it's, it's about, you know, detecting and fencing in bad clients so they don't wreck the rest of your world. Uh, it's about, you know, learning how to be more productive personally. So the time you do spend behind, you know, in front of the screen is actually, you're actually getting stuff done. Uh, th those tend to be the three biggest um, areas. Yeah, personal productivity is a big one, isn't it? A lot of people uh, log on at the start of the day, they turn the computer on, they just start reacting to all of the stuff coming at them <laughs> from the screen. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a talk that's called Taming the Whirlwind. I've, been, I've done it at several work camps this year, and it's all about how to grow your business while you're still busy with client work. 
Yeah, yeah. and it, and that is a dance. That is a, that is an, an absolute dance that you, you have to do. Yes. Um, time blocking in in the calendar was that probably the biggest aha moment I had with one of my mentors who he taught me how to effectively time block, uh, which is which again is scary because there's kind of the the FOMO that you're going to miss out on what's happening when you while well, you're doing deep work, but it's the only way to actually get your stuff done. Exactly. Um, I'm curious. Do you, do you have clients outside of the, that you coach outside of the states? I do. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the majority of them, I would imagine, are in the states. Uh, majority in the states. Uh, I've coached some folks in Canada. I currently have a coaching client who's in the UK. Awesome. Cool. Cool. And um, and it's all done. It's all delivered online through the wonders of Zoom video conferencing and. <laughs> Zoom is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fantastic, isn't it? Um, where can people find out more about the coaching services that you provide? Sure. So uh, my website is nathaningram.com, and uh, there's a coaching link right there in the, the header menu. Uh, I do coaching a couple of different ways. I, I coach uh, individually, just one-on-one. But the, the most effective way that I coach is in our group model, which mm. is called Advance. And it's sort of a hybrid, the best of one-on-one coaching and also the mastermind model. Mm. So in Advance, um, the, there's a one-on-one call where we talk through whatever the major issues are that the person is dealing with in a given month. But from that call, we identify one issue. And uh, that issue is then brought to the group. And everybody in the group brings an issue. So it's a maximum of six in a group, mm. all folks at roughly the same you know, place in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody brings an issue and the group helps to solve those issues together. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about that model is uh, it, it starts to solve a lot of the things that we've already talked about today. Mm-hmm. So like imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. I'm bringing this issue. I feel like, you know, I'm the only one in this group that doesn't have it together. I've got all these problems, but then wait a minute, I've got the answer to that issue this other person brought. And, you know, I just went through that and I solved it. So now I can be helpful to this person, and that really does a it does a, a good to build confidence. Yeah. Um, also, we start out all of our group calls with celebrations. Mm-hmm. So uh, celebrations are so important because when you're running your own business, especially a technical business, there are very few people that can appreciate the the really cool solutions that you found. I mean, you know, I, I, I've been married for almost 25 years now, and I can come up with this great solution. And I'll go upstairs and tell my wife, wow, you won't believe what I've, I figured this out and that. And she's like, that's awesome. Can you clean the kitchen now? You know, <laughs> so it's, but you share those things with people who are, you know, walking the same path as you. And they're like, gosh, that was amazing. And so you can, you rally together, you celebrate together, uh, and then you help each other solve problems. So yeah. that's what Advance is about. And uh, it's one of my favorite things that I do. Yeah, awesome. I, I must say, uh, group coaching is definitely one of my favourite things in the world to do as well. Um, and I, you know, I just need to acknowledge some people listening to this might think it's a bit weird because we're potentially competitors in this space. But we had a, a good chat about this pre-show. Uh, uh, I wonder if you could just um, repeat for the audience what you were saying to me about the fact that we're potentially in the same space, but we don't see each other as competition. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think. Uh, WP Elevation and what I do in advance go hand in hand. Uh, there's a lot more granular detail inside of WP Elevation. Um, but uh, th- there's also the benefit of having a coach uh, slash consultant in some ways who is with you every week going or with you, you know, as needed you know, once a month in a call, every week in a call, whatever, to help to hold you accountable, provide soft accountability, answers, 
just encouraging you to continue to grow. Matter of fact, Melanie said hello a minute ago is in yeah. my group now, yeah. and she's been an elevator for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I I know that I, I can say the same about you, and I've had this conversation with Sean Hesketh too, who runs a, a plugin which is very similar to video user manuals. But I'm an abundant thinker. I believe the world is a big place, and there's plenty of people that need our help, and there's plenty of uh, people to go, plenty of work to go around, and you know, some people resonate with, with different types of personalities. So uh, I've never been, I've never been, I've never felt threatened by competition. I think it's a good thing. It actually helps us keep us on our toes and makes us uh, keep innovating and, and um, you know, stops us from getting complacent. Uh, awesome. And so what's the, uh, where, where can people find you on iThemes? Where's the best place for people to reach out to you there? Yeah. So uh, training.ithemes.com or just go to ithemes.com and click the training link on the menu. Uh, there's our, library of free upcoming webinars that are there. Uh, we're scheduled out two or three a week all the way into December at this point. Uh, all those, again, they're free. Register and join us. Most of them occur Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays around one o'clock central time. So kind of a midday time frame. Yeah. Awesome. Which is early morning for us here, but not too early then, but we can still, we can still make those, uh, those times, which is good. Fantastic. Sure. Um, Hey, uh, Nathan Ingram, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I really appreciate it. I can't believe it's taken us so long to get you on the show, but I'm glad we finally did it. And uh, look forward to following your adventures over at nathaningram.com and training.ithemes.com. Thank you for being a part of the WP Elevation podcast. Thanks, Troy. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Cheers. All right, folks, there you go. That's how you record an episode of a podcast live onto Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for your comments there. Uh, the Not sure exactly when this episode will go live, but keep your eyes on the WP Elevation podcast over at iTunes. You can find that by just going to wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast, and when this episode gets pushed out, you'll get a notification in your favourite podcatcher. Thanks for being a part of the show. We look forward to seeing you again on the show soon. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast as much as I did. You can get everything related to this show in the show notes, all the links and resources we talked about at wpelevation.com slash Nathan Ingram. That's all one word, all lowercase, no spaces, hyphens, underscores, tildes, or other funny hieroglyphics involved. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the show as much as we are. Please subscribe on iTunes, wpelevation.com slash iTunes, and get notified when every new episode gets released in your favourite podcatcher. I'm currently using Downcast and loving it to listen to my favourite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook at wpelevation.com slash Facebook. We put out a... uh, a free live stream show every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock Sydney time where we hopefully entertain you, give you a laugh and teach you something about running a freelance consulting business. And of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find that at wpelevation.com slash YouTube. And in other news, we have a free Facebook group which is growing like gangbusters. Uh, at the time of recording this, there are over 3,500, almost 4,000 people in that Facebook group now. And we teach a lot of cool stuff in that Facebook group. It is called the Digital Mavericks Facebook group. So just go to facebook.com and search for Digital Mavericks and request to join that Facebook group. It's totally free. We teach a whole bunch of really cool stuff in there about running an online business. Uh, So you'll learn a lot and there's a great community going on in there. I look forward to seeing you again and speaking with you again on the podcast or on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you're following us. I hope you're enjoying growing your business as much as we are. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Thanks.